Good morning. It's Friday, May 13th. Happy Friday. Um, I'm listening to Adam Jonas of Morgan Stanley on uh, CNBC talk about how Tesla is a national security and uh, he's so dramatic. I, I like his analysis. Don't get me wrong. I like his analysis, but he's so overly dramatic about this stuff. It, it's kind of crazy. But um, if you're just waking up or if you haven't seen business news, Elon Musk tweeted that the um, Twitter deal could be on hold pending the number of bots and, and spam accounts. Um, this was something that was uh, made known last Monday and all of a sudden he decides, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that this is true, so he kind of puts it out there on Twitter. Now, it's probably going to get some SEC. um, Whoa, you're manipulating markets. You're doing this. You're doing that. Um, Essentially, when he put out the tweet, the the stock dipped to 33. And and, and I was up. I was watching it. CNBC is treating this like a, a, a plane crash kind of thing. They're throwing in all kinds of, well, what's he mean by this? What's he mean by this? Blah, blah, blah. But it dipped to 33. Uh, about 10, 15 minutes later, he posts, uh, I'm still committed to the deal. So stocks slowly over those 10 minutes, it went down to 33. It was almost immediately at 33 uh, on his first tweet. And then over the, you know, every minute it went up a dollar, went up a dollar, went up a dollar. He says he's still committed. It's at 40. Well, that's 20%. You could have made your 20% by just buying it after the dip, you know, knowing that this deal's gonna go through. And that's my personal opinion. That's why I'm holding Twitter. I got it at 44. Um, I'm holding it. I'm long-term on that one. Uh, it's in my IRA, I think, so I have no tax benefit to necessarily holding it. I might even buy more. Uh, I've been waiting. I actually wish the market were open when I could have bought it. I, I do have after-hours trading, but I hate doing after-hours. <clears throat> um, so, you know, again, here's the thing. You could have made 20% on that. He's moving markets. The, uh, the other thing that it's um, in line with the Twitter is Tesla. Um, yesterday I, I, I posted on Twitter, Hey, Tesla is at 700. Again, I have a lot of Tesla. I, you know, 50,000 in Tesla, something like that. I got to open up my fidelity account to see where I'm at. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I hate when, when it does this. Um, oh yeah. Fidelity for some reason, when I don't put in my, uh, password, um, it want it kind of freezes up, and I don't know if that's because I use Safari again. Remember, use what you invest in. Uh, I'm completely Mac based here. Um, but it, in regards to Tesla, it dipped to 700 yesterday. I posted that it dipped to 700. That seemed to be the bounce. Um, let's look at yesterday's range. Uh, we'll pull up Active Trader Pro here. Um, yesterday's range. Yeah, 680 to 759. So it, it didn't hold that under 700 for very long. Uh, it was at the beginning of the day. Well, pre-market, it's at 780. So uh, I hold, looks like 
Oh, only 25000 in Tesla. So uh, you could have made your money on Tesla. You could have made your money on Twitter. Uh, today, by the way, in, in pre-market, let's pull up CNBC. Um, I, I believe it's a, a major green day, yeah. Um, implied open of up to 2% on the NASDAQ. Um, I don't know what's going to derail this. Again, you're on a Friday uh, with uh, inflation, war, uh, you know, famine with the, the, the wheat situation. Um, you, you know, you're in this pullback period, but you've had a horrible week. Is today a day that we go up two or three percent? Who knows? Apple's up. I mean, everything's up. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll talk about more kind of um on that 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 realm on Apple, Microsoft, and all that stuff. But I wanted to start it off with Twitter and Elon and Tesla. Adam Jonas again. I I hold that Tesla is a twelve hundred dollar stock. Um, I probably should be buying more. I, I, I probably will buy more, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, I believe in the stock at, at this price. Uh, I just do. Um, I, I, you know, he's going to manipulate it. He's going to push it up. Um, he's going to push Twitter probably to that 5420. I think he might be renegotiating it. But even if he pays the $1 billion you know, breakup fee, that's a tax write-off for him. And and think about how much taxes he has to pay. And if he can get a billion dollar tax write off against that, you know, it's not it's it's not money out of his pocket per se. So there are my thoughts on uh, Twitter and Tesla. Both in my mind are buys. Let's look at the algorithm real quick. Um, I was looking at another one that reported uh, profits last night. So Tesla is nowhere near a buy right now. Uh, even with the two green candles from yesterday, um, it, it is, you know, that MACD is still pretty low, but the RSI is at 26, so it's going to bounce. Um, let's look at Twitter because it's not going to have that after hours. Again, I don't use after hours in the algorithm, so it doesn't really track, but Twitter is down at 32 on the RSI, and that's when the damn stock was at 45 yesterday. Um, it's going to open up at about 40. It looks like it's at 39.94. Um, again, it went down to 33. Uh, my mind is you get this at the open. I think it's, you know, he's going to say something else on Twitter. Uh, you know, whatever it is, but <clears throat> it's not a buy. It was a sell on May 10th at the 47 level. And again, I, I think I brought this up. That was a 40%, um, a gain on that one way back from the buy on March 15th. But you, you'll see there's a lot of volume uh, all the way from April 4th where he announced the deal. And it just continues to kind of flounder in this area between, well, now $40 and $54. Uh, so uh, it hasn't spent much time above 50 But my guess is as we, he, he assumes that the deal is going to get closed. He's got a lot of people signed on to his uh, the, the, you know, funding, so I don't think that the Tesla stock is going to be affected by this one. But again, I, I think both of these at, at, at these levels are probably buys. Um, I, I don't suggest buying on a Friday and holding through the weekend, but in these uncertain times, if you're looking at five years down the road, I think both of these are buys. Um, you know, even Twitter is a six-month down-the-road kind of buy because... He's going to make that deal happen. 
He's still committed to it. The guy loves Twitter. I mean, think about think about in your life. If you were if you had a you know were a billionaire like he is, uh, had four or five or ten different companies, whatever he's running right now, um, and you lived in a nine hundred square foot house um, down in Texas, you had private planes to take you anywhere. You had the the ability to do anything. You had you could take the cyber truck for off roading uh, on the 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 uh, Gigafactory on Texas lot. Um, you could do any of that stuff. He doesn't. He's on freaking Twitter. Guy loves Twitter. Gotta buy it. It's kind of my thing. So uh, I, I think that's the, the, the key. Um, yesterday, the other, the other company that uh, announced earnings was a firm, AFRM. This is a, um, it's called Buy Now, Pay Later, BNPL, if you ever see it uh, written down somewhere. But a, a firm, they they announced earnings. They expanded their partnership with Shopify and and Amazon. Um, this was a four hundred dollar stock. Let me see. Uh, let me just go look at a firm real quick. Uh, uh, oh, on Active Trader Pro. Uh, stop. Uh, AFF AFRM. Uh, let's look. Yeah. They closed yesterday at 18. Wow. They're going to open up at 25. Just so you know, yesterday morning, could have bought this at 1364. <laughs> could have doubled your money in one day. 1364, it's going to open up at about 25, it looks like. Um, it's 40%. God. 40% from the close I'm talking about, 18 to 25. So um, their 52-week high, I'm sorry, it's not 400. Back in um, uh, November, it was 176. Uh, they're still not making money. They lost $2.43 per share. Um, they're a $5.1 billion uh, capital, and so they're considered small cap. Um, their 10-day volume is $16 million. Their 90-day is uh, $14 million. On the algorithm, it's not a buy. It was a sell for a 17% loss on May 6th. It was a get in. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the performance chart on this is you, if you would have bought with the algorithm, you would have only lost 53%. And I say only because that you, you wouldn't trade this one even on the algorithm. A couple of times you made a win. Um, you know, like for instance, you would have bought on March 17th uh, through that upturn. Remember in March where we had that huge upturn with uh, all of the high risk stocks and Jim Cramer screaming, the bear market is over? Well, you would have gotten out on April 7th uh, with a 24% profit. So, probably a good, you know, good move on that one. And again, some of these you can win, you can lose, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> this one, um, you would have lost 53%, but if you just bought over a thousand candles and just held, you would have lost 81%. Again, remember the algorithm is not, is not based on, okay, we're going to beat the actual stock in a quote unquote bull market. It's that we're going to lose less in a bear market. The algorithm was made to avoid something like COVID, like March, 2020 and, and, and essentially April, 2022. April and May 2022, I should say. So a firm is one. I just wanted to point that one out that 
I probably missed it. I, again, I didn't want to risk anything yesterday. It just seemed like a crappy, crappy market. It turned out to be an okay market. Uh, nothing spectacular, but, uh, you know, again, sometimes you just got to say, hey, I'm not going to take a chance because there's been so many things going wrong uh, and there's so much bad news out there. Today's a different story. I think you have opportunities. Um, I did a scan uh, pre-market and I will post all of these uh, on, um, on Twitter. I promise I'll do every one of these. Chevron has a four-hour MACD cross-up. <clears throat> not a great one, but it's a buy. J&J, four-hour MACD cross-up. Not a great one, but it's a buy. Chewy has been beaten to hell. My friend owns this one with, I think, an average purchase of $60 or $70. And Chewy is a buy on a four-hour MACD cross-up. Uh, one that I've held in the past for a very long time is PFF. It is a, uh, a fund that ho- holds high dividend payers. Um, it did well for me. It paid anywhere you know, back when I held it between 6 and 8% dividend yield. Um, I held quite a bit of this because I used this as my savings account versus kind of uh, transitioning it to Apple as my savings account. Uh, PFF was just safer. And again, this was around the 2007-2008 housing crisis. Um, You didn't want to take a lot of chances around that because if you remember, there was a lot of speculation in the market. The market ticked down tremendously. So uh, Lee Auto, uh, L-I, cross-up, not a strong one, but it's a beaten down stock. CRISPR, beaten down stock, cross-up. Dash, DoorDash, cross-up. Etsy. Beaten down stock. I hold how much do I hold of Etsy? Oh, I'm embarrassed by this one. I hold twelve thousand dollars worth of Etsy, which is now worth eight thousand dollars. So um, that's a long term buy. Let me see where I bought this one. Yeah, uh, November 2020. Uh, I hold this in an IRA, and I still hold it. Probably should add to it. I, I'm a believer in Etsy. I, I believe in that shopping experience. Um, I've got Shopify, uh, you know, I believe in small, medium businesses. So, but all of those uh, are a buy uh, on the current candle with a MACD four hour cross up. So if you're, you know, it doesn't tell me the price today. And when you see the charts, it won't tell you the price. It will only tell you the price after the uh, candle has completed today. So uh, those are the cross ups. So it does seem to be good. The other good news is that crypto has been um, kind of restored, if you will. I don't know if restored is the right word, um, but uh, the, the one, uh, the dollar, Terra, um, the, the stable coin, it's still crap, but uh, Bitcoin went up over 30,000. Looks like it was a dip. Maybe you bought the dip. GBTC is up. in the pre-market, Ethereum, ETHE is up only slightly, 0.2%. I don't trust either one of these in the pre-market because um, it just doesn't trade effectively in the pre-market. So, um, but crypto seems to be recovering. Again, if that's a sign that today we wind up, I I think that's that's a positive. Um, You saw Sam from... uh, uh, that oh he, he's a great guy I always forget his name but he bought a a ton 
of Robinhood stock. And Robinhood stock is up in the pre-market um, tremendously. And this provided a uh, kind of almost a launching point for Robinhood. Um, let me see. In pre-market, let me see. Yeah, FTX is Sam, Sam Bankman-Fried. I love the guy. I think he's 20-something. Great, great interviewer. Just, you can tell this kid is just brilliant. The way he made his money, he's a, a, a billionaire. Uh, based on FTX. And the way he made it was uh, years ago, he figured out that Bitcoin uh, was trading over in Japan for a lower price than it was trading in the US. So what he would do is he hired a bunch of people to buy a bunch of Bitcoin in, uh, in Japan and the Japan market, and, and then would immediately turn it around and sell it on the US market. He had, after just a few weeks, he had enough money to fund his own freaking, uh, he was making two, $3 million a day uh, just doing that. And it was in small increments and it wasn't that big of a, a price difference, but it was enough for him to make a, a ton of money. And he started this company, FTX, which is a cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, and it's based in Hong Kong. So he took a 7.6% stake in Robinhood yesterday, uh, a purchase price of 648 million dollars. So uh, that has boosted Robinhood uh, 20 per, looks like 10, 20% from $8.56 to $10.55. I still would not buy Robinhood. Still wouldn't buy it. Again, I, I, you know, I understand they have a base. That brand is just tainted beyond belief. Uh, I don't see them doing anything that, that differentiates them from uh, uh, from any other uh, stock market, what they do have is differentiation. Fidelity has free tools. Robinhood does not. Fidelity has free education. Robinhood does not. Fidelity has uh, financial advisors that are available to you as a customer for free. Robinhood does not. Why would you put your money in Robinhood other than to see that, you know, to, to, to bro out on Twitter? And put up some, some, you know, hey, here's my screenshot. Uh, and, and Weeble, you know, Robinhood and Weeble, if you look at those guys doing courses on, on Twitter and, um, you know, having these uh, Discord groups. Uh, yes, my, I'm in a Discord, but it's a friend's Discord, not one of those that you pay for. So, sorry to go off on a rant. But uh, Sam, I'm a big believer in. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed. It, 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 I think he, legitimizes Robin Hood to me. That's just to me. I think he legitimizes it, says that it's not going out of business. So just my mind, I still don't think that the stock is a good buy. I think you can trade this one. Uh, um, you know, again, on news, uh, it's at 1056. Do I think it's going up to 12? No, I think it's probably going back down to eight, unfortunately. The 10 day volume is 24 million, 90 day volume is 22 million. That's because it was around earnings. People were trading this on earnings. So um, that's that one. Now, let's talk about some price targets um, because we've gotten some beaten down stocks. Uh, here's what I would tell you uh, Apple, and this is just fang, kind of, you know, big tech market stuff. Uh, Apple, under 140, load up the bank Brinks truck. 
in my mind, I think you, you know, whatever position that you want to take, you're comfortable in buying 100% of that position under 140. That forward PE, yes, it, the market wants it at, at 17. But five years from now, uh, that 17 is going to be a $200 stock. So, again, it's a savings account. It's not going out of business. They got enough cash to pay a dividend. They have enough cash to to buy back a ton of shares. If you don't think that Warren Buffett and uh, Apple, you know, there, there was no blackout period. These guys could have bought their entire uh, allotment of 6 billion shares back yesterday. Um, you know, who knows? They could have gotten it at 140. So, again, Apple under 140. Microsoft. Anything under 295. Let's see where they're trading at. Um, you know, again, I kind of wrote down these targets just, yeah, $255. Load up the Brinks trucks under 260. Let's see what their uh, forward PE is. <clears throat> Microsoft forward PE is 23. How can you grow like Microsoft is growing? That's a value stock in my mind. Uh, QQQ, uh, under 286. Let's see where this one's trading. Um, yeah, this one's at 291. So, not a buyer today, but if it dips down below 291 again, grab it. Amazon. Uh, I'm not a big believer in Amazon, but you should have it in your portfolio. These guys have enough cash on hand that they could buy a business and disrupt a uh and you know just like they did the grocery business with whole foods um just like they they disrupted with uh you know 2 hour delivery um and Walmart had to respond these guys are a leader it's a believer now here's the big one google i texted my friends yesterday uh google's forward pe let's see where they are i will just look their forward pe is 20 um, uh, the text that I had with my friend yesterday was, I think it's been 20 years since Google had a P- forward PE of 20. And do you think Google's slowing down? Uh, they have Waymo with self-driving cars. They have the, the opening travel opening with all of their Google ads and Google travel and Google, who doesn't use Google flights to book their flight? I mean, do you just go on to an airline and trust that the airline has the best price? When you're going to a city, or if you're like me, you go to Google Flights and you say, hey, track this. And Google Flights tells you, yeah, it's a good price or it's too high. And then I'll pick a new destination. So it's great. Those are my price targets. Anything under 2200 on Google, grab it up. Let's see where they are right now. Um, they're 2310. They closed at 2263. I still think you back back up the Brinks truck. Their P is 20. Come on. You think these guys are slowing down? They're going to continue to get the growth stock valuation. They're still going to be, you know, a mainstay in 99% of people's portfolio. So, I'm kind of heated this morning. Uh, so, that's all of my notes. One thing that I wanted to mention, and I wanted to do, um, uh, thank you to John who posted a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, says he's been listening on Spotify. By the way, I'm a family uh, uh, plan on, on Spotify. Love Spotify. I tried Apple Music. Um, honestly, you guys know I'm a diehard Apple guy. 
wasn't a fan. And, and I think this goes to um, kind of maybe even boomer uh, uh, preferences like me. Once you learn something, you don't want to learn something else. So I, I'm used to the Spotify interface. I'm used to using Spotify. I like Spotify. Um, so I, I, I kind of, I enjoy it. Um, but thanks for listening on Spotify. Um, he asked uh, my YouTube channel. I haven't started this. I, I started it up and I'll tell you guys the, um, let me see. YouTube.com slash daily. Stock pick three, I think. No, I think it's daily stock pick. Let me see. YouTube.com slash daily stock pick. Nope. Hold on. I will find it. YouTube.com. Let's just go to YouTube.com. Uh, I know I have it. Um, and let's switch account. Let's go to Daily Stock Pick. I do have 10 subscribers on YouTube. Woohoo! It's not that many. Um, but let's see your channel. Does it give me a custom URL? No, it gives me a crazy URL. So, um, but it is Daily Stock Pick um, on uh, YouTube. That's the, um, the name of it. I think the, if you were to look up Daily Stock Pick 3 or something, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how uh, YouTube really does this, but my YouTube channel is up there. I will post it on um, Twitter, on my Twitter handle. My Twitter handle, so you know, is uh, twitter.com slash dailystockpick3. Dailystockpick1 and 2 were taken, to be honest with you. Um, but it's, it's twitter.com slash dailystockpick3. Um, but I will post the YouTube link on there. I haven't done a video in quite a while, but I'll post one. Um, I, I want to start video recording and screenshotting these these uh, podcasts so that you guys can see what I look at and where my mouse goes and what I'm pointing out. And I'll, I'll do all that stuff. I just, honest to God, I hate editing. That's just my personal thing. I hate editing. Um, now, his second question is when you talk about your algorithm, um, and when getting in and out of positions, what algorithm are you preferring, referring to? So it's a proprietary algorithm. And, and by the way, he asked this on April 24th. So I, my apologies for getting back to you so late, John, but the algorithm is, is in TrendSpider. and TrendSpider on my Twitter page, I have a pinned tweet to, for you to go and check out TrendSpider. Um, but it's a free seven day trial. They give specials all the time. Um, my personal, I sign up for a year every Black Friday because they, you know, for the past two years, I've been using it for almost three, but for the past two years, they had Black Friday sales on in November that were seemed to be the best. Um, I get, I think the middle version, which is pro or something like that, but uh, I get a bunch of alerts and the algorithm that I have in there is based on MACD. Um, it is based on a MACD cross-up. If you guys want to look at MACD, uh, my, my suggestion is to either go to um, TrendSpider's university page and look up the MACD. You can do that first to try and understand MACD. But there's a, a, a YouTube channel called Trading Rush. Uh, Trading Rush did a backtesting, and um, they backtested all indicators um, a bunch of different indicators, and they, if you just Google um, 
uh, YouTube Trading Rush MACD. Uh, go to the Trading Rush channel and you can look up his MACD uh, video. And he has certain stops. I think it's a 5% uh, stop loss and a 10% gain, something like that. And he made something like 60% of his, uh, his trades were wins. And he, you know, that was his number one. Um, he's got a, 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 a paid channel or something too, but this one's free. Uh, it, it was from a couple of years ago and essentially right after um, COVID. Remember, my, me and my buddy Steve developed this algorithm and it was around COVID. We didn't want to lose, you know, 40% of our um, portfolio again. And, and right after COVID, Steve and I invested in oil and who knew that oil could go negative? So we wanted something that would allow us to get out when something uh, needed to. So we built this algorithm. Now, the algorithm is based on a couple of things. The algorithm is based on MACD mainly. So when the MACD crosses up, we get in. When the MACD crosses down, we get out. But the out portion is based on moving averages. I won't describe the moving averages because that's the secret sauce. And the secret sauce, if you sign up for TrendSpider and I find you because I get a referral fee, um, but if you sign up, I will help you set up my algorithm. Now, remember, the algorithm is to, is to provide protection for you. So it's not necessarily going to outperform a stock. If you have a super, super volatile stock, it may outperform it. And, that, and that's what we've found. Again, the algorithm was d- developed just past COVID and we do back testing on this. And that when I talk about performance chart, it's back testing. Back testing does not define um, future results. Remember that back testing will not assure you a gain or a loss. Uh, it will, you have to pick the right stocks. So the algorithm isn't going to pick the stocks for you. I'm typically invested in, in tech stocks. I'm heavily invested in tech stocks. But remember, uh, the algorithm will protect you from those those long those huge downturns. Now, I say that I don't follow the algorithm a lot, and that's my downfall. But it's a tool. Again, remember, it's a tool. One of the things that I use it for is to try and take emotion out of my trades. But unfortunately, emotion is always in trades. So, like for Apple, let's look at Apple. Since Apple is my most loved stock. Um, you would today be out of Apple. Uh, May 9th, it had a sale at 153. Boy, that looks like a good idea. Doesn't it? <laughs> um, you know, again, if you don't have uh, tax advantage plans, um, you know, you've got to make your decision based on, on some taxes if you do have it in a brokerage account. If you haven't retirement accounts, there's no reason you shouldn't get out. Um, back testing on, on Apple, uh, 65% based on the algorithm. Buy and hold is 79%. So you're not doing as well, but I can tell you, you know, with these huge swings down, you're probably going to do better going forward. So remember, uh, you know, part of the art is picking the right stocks. And what I love about TrendSpider, and I talked about it earlier today, I just did um, a market scanner on a four-hour uh, MACD cross-up because, again, I use a four-hour, I use four-hour uh, candlesticks. 
but I did in TrendSpider, a market scanner. And all of those stocks that I told you, uh, Chevron, J&J, Chewy, PFF, Lee, CRISPR, Dash, Etsy, all of those stocks came up on the scanner for a four-hour MACD cross-up on the current candle today. So it doesn't mean that it's going to go up. But again, uh, if you're trading uh, just on technical basis, the likelihood that is, is that it will go up. MACD is a great indicator because MACD, remember, it's moving average convergence divergence. And so it takes all of these different ones. And, and just so you know, on the MACD, I use the 12, 26, 9. 12, 26, 9 close. That's it. It's nice and simple. I throw the, uh, on my chart, you'll see I throw in the RSI underneath. I've got the volume just above that. And then the four-hour candlesticks with a, a 9-day, a 50-day, a 200-day, a 21-day, a 9-day. Uh, I've got volume uh, matrix on the right. Um, I've got dividend and earnings, my current strategies in there, um, and drawings. So that's everything that I've got listed on my charts that I'm going to post on Twitter. So with that, uh, again, I think today, honestly, uh, I, I think you, if you haven't gotten into some of these names and, and they're below, uh, I, I think it's time. Again, Apple, it, you can say under 140. I would say under 150. You know, start your position. Under 140, fill the position. If you're investing $10,000 in Apple, uh, at, you know, today I would probably put 20% in. I'd put 2000 Again, if you're starting that, one, that position. Right now it's trading at 145 closed at 142 I think 145 is a great price. The forward PE is 23 Again, look at the headphones division of Apple. That, that's, I think, a top uh, S&P 5 company. Um, you know, just based on revenue. So $2.31 trillion market cap. And the 10-day volume in this, $121 million. 90-day, $95 million. This has enough volume to push this one up. Most of that volume probably was selling over the past few, you know, week. So uh, Microsoft under two ninety five dollars was the price target. It's, what's it? God, what's it at? $259. The P ratio of 26. Now, Microsoft is growing faster than Apple. Apple has iPhone issues. Microsoft is a conglomerate of cloud, uh, video games, uh, software. They've got tons of stuff. If you don't think that Microsoft is developing a self-driving car or some type of software with that, you're crazy. By the way, one that I want to point out, too, that is a crazy good buy is Qualcomm. 134, it's trading. There's a P-E ratio of 13.49. Their ex-dividend date is June 1st. Uh, it's a 2.2% dividend. It's not, it's not crazy. Um, Simon Property. They had a bump um, with earnings. It got up to about 120. Yesterday, it didn't trade very well. 111 and 116. It closed at 115. It's going to open up at 117. A- again, if you think that the bottom is in, um, I don't, but... This is one that pays you a 5%, you know, 6% dividend, 5.88. Ex-dividend date is uh, June, June 8th, so you've got plenty of time to get in here. Uh, I think this is a $140 stock. You get paid 5% dividend quarterly. Um, it's not 5% quarterly, but if say it's a, you know, 
one or one percent or so. Still getting a good a good deal. Uh, today, my belief is that XVixy, if you're playing that one, is probably your best bet, and it's already way up, forty six. It's trading at forty seven. Doesn't it looks way up, but it's not. Uh, I continue to say demand with oil. Uh, demand will greatly out uh outpace supply. Uh, UCL trading it closed at one sixty eight. Uh, yesterday's range wasn't huge, 163 to 169. It's opening up at 172. Um, by the way, just so you know, CVX um, is trading up at 166. Uh, I wish I would have gotten this at 163 yesterday. Uh, their ex-dividend date is 518 to 3.45% dividend. Uh, so um, let's look at uh, Devon. And Oxy. Devin's trading up at 66. Occidental is trading, I think it's above 60. Yeah, it's trading at 60, almost $61. So you got your oils up. Again, I say it as, as China starts to reopen, there was news about uh, President Xi perhaps stepping down as president or being forced out based on these lockdowns that they're seeing. The lockdowns are ridiculous. Um, they can't control COVID. That's been shown. Uh, the infections are going to happen. We have tools to, to help them. They don't want to use Western tools. Um, but again, when China opens up, that oil supply is going to be incredibly strained. So uh, I think you, you invest in oil. Chevron, Exxon. I think Chevron's probably got the, the most oil exposure. Occidental, Devon. Um, you know, and natural gas is, is just going to, continue to go up. Let's look at Boyle and KOLD. Um, Boyle is at $98. <laughs> Close at 94 So you're way up on that one. There's 14% short interest in this one, by the way. Um, the KOLD short of natural gas is down to $6. So there's only 2% short in this one. So you've got plenty to trade in. I think you can trade safely today. Again, um, I don't know uh, what your, your lookout is, but um, try and determine you know, what's long-term, what's short-term. Because short-term, eh, I might not buy on a Friday and wait till Monday. But you might miss out if it's long-term. So you think it's a good price? Oh, NVIDIA. God, I wish I would have gotten this one under 160 I did not go in. I went I, I went went for a seven mile run yesterday, came back and didn't want to trade, but I wish I would have gotten this one under 160. Um their forward PE is still high at 42. Um they have a 90-day volume of 54 million, but a 10-day of 62 million. Most of that has been sales. Their their 52 week high is 346. 52 week low, which was last year at this time. Last year. It was 134. So if you bought last year, you're still up by a good amount. I mean, by any estimation, if you bought this stock last year, you're up by a good amount. What's that, 20%? Yeah, about 20, 25, almost 30%. I'd take that in a year. Whew. Compared to this year, I think I'm down. Hold on, I will tell you what I am down. And remember, the majority of my portfolio while I'm a decent trader, I am significantly a long-term buyer. So 
Um, let me see what I am year to date because uh, Fidelity updates overnight. Year to date, I'm down 24%. I think it was even more. Uh, no, I was down yesterday by 1% because Apple was down. Apple drives my portfolio, but I'm down 24%. It hurts. Trust me, it hurts. Um, this is way more money than I should have lost. But uh, either way, I'll probably be trading. And leave reviews on Apple Podcasts if you have questions. Um, like John did. And thank you very much, John, for listening. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I ramble on sometimes and I know I go long. So if you listen to, to, this draw, uh, to this one, hit me up on Twitter and just say strawberry. I'll give you a nice like <laughs> if you listen to all of this. Uh, thanks, everybody. Take care. Have a great weekend.